The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Chilling new details are now just emerging in the murders of two little girls. The case commonly known as the Delphi case. Of course, I'm talking about Liberty, Libby, and Abigail, Abby. Two little girls, ages 13 and 14, that lost their lives, murdered, after a walk in a public park. Why are the details just now coming out and what makes them so chilling? I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. What's the holdup? Why don't we have a suspect, a defendant on trial right now in the murders of these two little girls? These girls, younger than my little Lucy, were walking across a trestle train bridge. 
they took a picture, a picture of who we believe is the killer. They have sound of his voice. The bodies were found. I believe there was DNA of the perp on the bodies. They were active on social media leading up to the moment of their death. Why don't we have the double killer? And why is there a shroud of secrecy surrounding their murders? I can tell you one thing. If this had happened to one of my children, I would blow that police station wide open until I got answers. How many years have passed since these little girls were slaughtered? When will there be justice? Again, thank you for being with us here at Fox Nation Series XM 111. First of all, regarding the new and chilling details that are just emerging, take a listen to our friends WISH. Authorities also found that two articles of clothing from one of the girls was missing from the crime scene while the rest of their clothing was recovered. It also appeared the girls' bodies were moved and staged. The agent goes on to say, based upon my training and experience, it is common for perpetrators of this type of crime to take a souvenir or in some fashion memorialize the crime scene. The agent also references the video on Libby's phone, confirming it was 43 seconds long. Up until now, only a few seconds have been made public. That the girls were followed by the suspect on the Monon High Bridge Trail, and that there were no visible signs of a struggle or fight. Did you take in what she was just saying on WISH? The first time I heard this, I had to make a chart of what all we are just learning about the murders of Abby and Libby. Missing clothing? What? The killer took some of the girl's clothing? That tells me this absolutely was a sex assault. Why else would he have had them undress or take the clothes off of them? Copious amounts of blood? Heretofore, we had not known the COD cause of death. Now we're learning it was a very bloody crime scene. Staging of the crime? Staging? That typically suggests that the perp was not rando, random. A random killer kills and is out of there. Who takes time to stage a scene and risk being caught? A souvenir? Is there a possibility the killer who murdered these two little girls took souvenirs from the murder to what relive the murders and the rapes if that happened again in his mind over and over? And now we know there are 43 seconds of video of who we think is the killer, but the public has only been allowed to hear a tiny portion of that. This happened in 2017. Why are they holding it back? With me, an all-star panel to make sense of what we know right now, Dr. Jory Crossan, uh psychologist, faculty, St. Leo University, author of Operation SOS, Cheryl McCollum, on the case from the get-go, founder director of the Cold Case Research Institute, Joseph Scott Morgan, professor of forensics, Jacksonville State University, author of Blood Beneath My Feet, and the star of a hit series, Body Bags with Joe Scott Morgan. It's a podcast and it's on iHeart. 
two special guests joining us now. Kevin Greenlee, attorney and co-host of Murder Sheet Podcast. You can find him on Facebook at the Murder Sheet Discussion Group. And with him, senior reporter, business insider, co-creator of Murder Sheet and Mystery to Me Podcasts, joining us out of Indianapolis is Anya Kane. First of all, to you, Anya, tell me where this new information was buried. Uh, Yeah, this new information was in a search warrant that we obtained uh, from 2017, March of 2017, for uh, the property of Ronald Logan. And he is the man who owned the property where the girls' bodies were found back in February of 2017. Hold on. Let me, you know, I'm drinking from the fire hydrant from you and Kevin Greenlee, both of you with Murder Sheet Podcast. Ronald Logan, I know the name because he owned the property where the girls' bodies were found. And this was a search warrant where you found this information. Am I understanding that correct? correctly, Anya Kane? That is correct. Yes, it is a search warrant and a probable cause affidavit that the FBI filed to get that search warrant approved. Kevin Greenlee uh, joining me along with Anya Kane from Murder Sheet Podcast. Missing clothing, copious amounts of blood, staging. First of all, tell me about these little girls missing clothing. It, those details are really chilling, and they really chilled us to the bone when we read them in this document. Hey, Kevin, hold on just a second, Kevin. We're saying chilling. To me, that sounds like a script in somebody's prompter that some news talking head is reading. Let's think about what we're hearing. Two little girls, 13 and 14. That's my daughter's age and my son's age. They're twins. A bloody crime scene, which means the girls were stabbed or they were beaten, bludgeoned with a lot of blood, and some of their clothes were missing. It's almost out of a horror film, but it's real. And it happened to a 13-year-old girl, like my little girl, and a 14-year-old girl, unarmed at a park. Chilling is certainly airbrushing what we are learning, isn't it, Kevin Greenley? It really is. It, it almost made me physically ill, if you want to know the truth. Uh, I live in a neighborhood that has kids of that age, and to look at them living their lives and think that there is some monster out there who looks at people like that and instead sees them as prey, it's just, it makes you want to vomit. It's really just... It's unbelievable. You know, Cheryl McCollum, you know, uh, Cheryl McCollum is the founder and director of the Cold Case Research Institute. We know each other because we have fought in the trenches together. I met her when I was a felony prosecutor for many years in inner city Atlanta. Never a lack of business in inner city Atlanta. Um, Cheryl, it never has ceased to sicken me, and there were times when I would be trying a case, and you may or may not have known, when I when everybody would leave for lunch, I would just go to the bathroom and feel nauseous, handling bloody clothes, looking at crime scene victims, especially with children. I've never gotten over 
who could do this to a child, two little girls? I agree, Nancy. I, I don't know if I know that you went to the restroom to do that, but I vividly remember you would often touch the entire case file and just say a quick prayer. I remember that. Um, in this case, you sent me to Delphi more than once, so I've been there. I've walked the scene. I've walked the bridge. I've walked the trail leading to the bridge. I've spent time with the family. And one thing that sticks out to me that I want to say right out of the gate there is a difference in a scene that is staged and a scene that is posed. Tell it. If this perpetrator staged the scene, they did that for their benefit. So you try to make it look like, oh, Freak. this was an accident Freak. or a suicide. Posed, which I believe is what this scene is, if they were posed, that is for the offender's gratification. He did something to make it look a certain way that he wanted for sexual gratification. You know who was a freak that did that, right? Just for everybody. Israel to, Keys. Israel was, Keys. Oh, yeah, Israel Keys. I was thinking of BTK, Dennis Rader. BTK. The buy and torture kill. He would um, dress up his victims after he raped and murdered them. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people don't know Ted Bundy would sometimes bathe his victims, mm-hmm. and he would put on, fix their hair and makeup. He would then have sex with their skull. Uh, but, yes, those are examples of the killer changing or, um, how do I say, arranging the scene in a way Correct. that gratifies their sex fetish. Okay. Correct. So, in this case, Cheryl, analyze what you're learning. I believe, again, they were posed. I think having them undress and redress, having taken an item, again, that's for his gratification. Somebody staging a scene wouldn't do that. Like a Drew Peterson or Scott Peterson. They're trying to think, oh, somebody else did this. This is not what you think. She drowned in a dry bathtub. They're, they're showing you something and telling you it's something else to fool you. Okay, what she's talking about is the former cop, Drew Peterson, who uh, killed two wives. Uh, His third wife, Kathleen Savio, was found dead, covered in bruises in a dry bathtub to make it look like she had drowned. He killed her. The second wife, Stacy Peterson's body has never been found. I think I know where it is, by the way. But that was staged so no one would ever know that she didn't run off with a fake boyfriend. So... To Cheryl's point, staging it to make it look like, hey, I didn't do that, is very different from posing the scene for your own sex gratification. Big thank you to our partner in making today's program possible. It's Grand Canyon University. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes we're endowed with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. 
offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023. GCU meets you where you are and provides you a path to help fulfill your dreams. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine washable, and great looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's KNIX.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's KNIX.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Let me circle back to you, Anya Kane, senior reporter with Business Insider, which I love, and co-creator of Murder Sheep. Anya, tell me the facts that you have learned in your investigation that jump out at you regarding the crime scene of Abby and Liberty. Absolutely, Nancy. One thing that I think is really key for people to take away from this is that the FBI agent who wrote up this affidavit said that the killer, most likely based on the injuries, would have gotten blood all over him. So that makes us wonder, how did this person potentially covered in blood manage to escape unseen? That is an excellent thought. What about it, Joe Scott Morgan? You're the forensics expert. Jump in. Yeah, and uh, I got to tell you, Nancy, after reading this warrant, there's a trove of information here for me, and they give some indication here. It's redacted, 
but they talk about what type of weapon was used. And right before it says the word, right before the word weapon is written, it's redacted right there, which means blacked out. And there's only two choices here, a blunt weapon or an edged weapon as a descriptor. My money right now is on edged weapon because she talks about how much blood uh, this you, you use the term copious, which is just a huge volume of blood that's involved in this case. You're not necessarily going to get that so much with a, a blunt force type of death, but with an edged weapon, particularly if you're talking about multiple, multiple deep stab wounds, you're, you're going to, the perpetrator will literally be bathed in blood. So how does he get away uh, with this? Um, and I'm thinking that the individual would have had to, have a, a location that they could have escaped to and then stripped all of their clothing off of, off of mm -hmm. themselves so that no one's going to, uh, or know, left in the, the, in the cover of darkness or left in the cover of darkness. Yeah. Because, you know, that's one of the things we've got a huge gap of time here. Don't we, Nancy, you know, relative to the discovery of the bodies, this sort of thing, we know that. So there is a tremendous amount of time that he would have had with these, uh, poor young girls and, you know, Mac had, had talked about uh, the posing that would have taken place. That in and of itself takes time. So that means that the perpetrator will have spent a tremendous amount of time with these bodies, handling the bodies, all these sorts of things to get them into these positions, not to mention the violence that preceded all of this as well. Okay, let's analyze what you just said, breaking it down. You said the copious amounts of blood equate to either a blunt force trauma like beating somebody with a baseball bat or a rock that causes right. a lot of blood, or stabbing them, a sharp-edged implement, as you described it. I hear what you're saying. Sharp-edged implement would produce a more bloody crime scene. However, yes. you've got the other factor to weigh in, that a blunt object would be handy, a rock, uh, a tree limb, something of that nature. So those are two competing interests. I agree with you. Sharp edge produces more blood, yeah. but I can't tell how much blood except copious. Another thing that I read in the search warrant by the FBI, yes. and I quote, a large amount of blood was lost by the victims at the crime scene. It did note how the girls were wounded, but that there were no signs of a struggle mm. or fight. Is that true? Kevin Greenlee joining me from Murder Sheet podcast. Yes, that is exactly what it says. And I also found that to be terribly upsetting because I, I picture those girls when this attack starts. And I imagine a 13, 14 year old girl being placed in that kind of danger. Maybe you just freeze. You can't believe this is happening to you. You're not able to fight back because you're in shock. And it just breaks my heart to think about what those two girls went through in those tragic final moments. And the posing of the bodies would have to have been done post-mortem after they were killed. To Dr. Jory Cross and psychologist joining us, faculty St. Leo University and author, what do you make of it? Yeah, let me uh, add a point here from, I, I use the word loosely, treating sex offenders, but the big thing with sex offenders is the fantasy, okay? And in a treatment, you always need to get into their fantasy. So posing the scene is part of their fantasy that they're going to take away with them and relive, 
Okay, the fantasy is going to be better than what really occurred. They're going to work that in their mind, and that's going to become, like I say, the you know it could be a masturbatorial type activity, but that fantasy is going to be uh, the takeaway from there. So the posing of the bodies is going to be very important to him. That's going to be the image he's going to take with him for the fantasy life. Take a listen to our cut seventeen. Our friends at Fox fifty nine. Murder Sheet, a podcast investigating the unsolved murders of Abby Williams and Libby German, provided us a copy of this search warrant, and it reveals new facts about the crime scene where the girls' bodies were found out back on Ron Logan's Carroll County property on February 14, 2017. This is the gate they left down. Two days after the bodies were discovered, Ron Logan showed us around his property that backs up to Deer Creek and sits at the bottom of the gorge where the Monon High Bridge towers up above, where Libby German and Abby Williams met the man who took their lives. Okay, there's the crime scene down there. See how the ground's much more matted down right in here? I think you're right there. The search warrant from March 17, 2017, recently made public reveals. Libby German shot 43 seconds of video on her cell phone of this man following them on the bridge at approximately 2.13 p.m. on February 13th. Let me ask you, uh, to you, Anya Kane with Murder Sheet, 43 seconds, but police have only released... Uh, sound that they play on a loop. Maybe we got three or four seconds. Why are they holding it back? I mean, it's been five years. That's an excellent question, Nancy. Um, and honestly, I don't know. It has been five years. I think more information at this point could really help potentially close it. I guess the other possibility is that there's not much on the rest of it. We do know that this exchange with the man saying, guys, down the hill, happened at the end of the video. So in the beginning, it could have possibly been just the girls talking. Of course, I'm just speculating here, but that might be a reason. I think anything that they said would be valuable at this point. Like if they said, hey, here he comes again, that would tell me he had been stalking them. Something they said to start with could be probative. It could prove something. Take a listen now to Our Cut 18, our friend Russ McQuaid. Libby German shot 43 seconds of video on her cell phone of this man following them on the bridge at approximately 2.13 p.m. on February 13th. And at noon the next day, the girls' bodies were found on Logan's property. There was quite a loss of blood, and the investigators think the killer may have gotten some of that blood on him. An item of clothing was missing from one of the girls, and, quote, it also appeared the girls' bodies were moved and staged, leading investigators to theorize that the killer took a souvenir from the crime scene and maybe took pictures. It looked to investigators like the girls died without putting up a fight. Unknown fibers and hairs were collected from the scene. I'm very curious, Kevin Greenlee. What do we know about unknown hair and fiber collected from the scene of the girls' murders. One thing that was mentioned specifically was that they recovered animal hairs from the crime scene. Now, of course, that could be animal hairs. You know, we're in a park. Who knows? People are walking their dogs and such. But we do know that one of the persons of interest in this case, Kagan Klein, lived in a home with a pit bull. And we do know that police raided that home a few months ago and they took that pit bull, presumably, to test to see if the hairs match. 
brilliant brilliant you know uh, the bodies of the girls abby and liberty were found about 1400 feet from the home of ron logan he was questioned he was never named a suspect agree or disagree anya kane um yeah that's a that's a great question i would say that um logan here's the thing they filed the search warrant and executed it in march of 2017 we never heard about it afterwards uh he died of, uh, you know, after having some legal trouble over his DUIs, but never being charged for this case. So one has to imagine that they weren't able to find enough to charge him, or perhaps some other evidence came up to make them look another way. Uh, There's certain compelling things within this search warrant, but nothing that necessarily points to a history of being violent with children. Yeah, well, there was nothing to say that Scott Peterson would kill his wife and unborn child either. So... I've heard that argument many, many times before. He's never done anything like this. So what? Uh, you're just the messenger. I get it, Anya. But I don't like the message. Take a listen. When we're speaking of Ron Logan, take a listen to our Cut 15, our friends at WISH-TV. The search warrant is for the property of Ronald Logan, who owned the land where the girls were found dead. It describes his activity the day the girls went missing. The agent says Logan claimed someone drove him to an aquarium store in Lafayette on the afternoon of February 13th, at the time the girls disappeared. But the agent says these statements were found to be factually false and intentionally designed to deceive law enforcement officers. The agent says Logan contacted his cousin and asked him to tell that story before the bodies were found. Based on investigators' experience, it is reasonable to believe that the creation of an alibi prior to the discovery of a crime indicates culpability or knowledge of the crime. That sounds really technical, but what I think they're saying, Dr. Jory Crosen, joining me from St. Leo University, is this guy, Ron Logan, asked his cousin, to lie about an alibi the afternoon of the double murders before the bodies were found. Did I get that right? Yes, he, he, probably, he either knows more than he's telling, there's possibilities involved. You know, when you look at that time window, too, with the uh, posing, that took time. And if you know the environment, if you're safe and secure within that environment of the crime, you're going to take time to pose because you know, like, hey, I'm 1,400 feet away from my residence. 1,400 feet away from the two dead bodies. Nancy. Yeah, you know, I was just going to go to you. It seems to me if he had time to come out with an alibi, he'd have time to move the bodies away from his house. Yeah, I would think so. And he would have points of view. He would understand the topography, the lay of the land, if you will. You know, where can you see? You know, if you're up on that bridge, and just ask Max, she was there. Uh, you can look down, you can surveil the whole area. You know, where where a point where you can hide. But one thing I would like to include here, since we're talking that this guy has died now, this Logan fellow. I hope, I truly hope uh, that that at some point in time, they took a DNA sample from this guy. Now, I know that we've talked about dog hairs and all this sort of thing. Well, yeah, I know for a fact that they did. As a matter of fact, take a listen, Joe Scott. Yeah. This may uh, ease your mind to our cut 19, our friends at Fox 59. 
The search warrant authorized investigators to seize any guns or knives Logan had in his house, take a sample of his blood or bodily fluids, and his cell phone. This is my backyard. My backyard just happens to be bigger than most people. How many people have a murder committed at their home in their backyard? The FBI agent who requested this search warrant wrote, quote, I believe there is probable cause to believe that Ronald Logan has committed the crime of murder. The document shows Logan created a false alibi for the time the murders were committed, but he was never charged in the case. Logan was sentenced to four years in prison for violating probation in a drunk driving case, and that may be why he lied to investigators. We don't know if the search warrant turned up any evidence specifically related to the Delphi case. Now there's a really interesting point. Sometimes people lie for a reason you don't understand. Uh, like they were high on pot. They were having an affair. That's their alibi. They don't want to get their lover in trouble. There's a lot of reasons why people may come up with a lie that doesn't mean they're the killer. I've got my sights on another guy. Keegan Klein. Take a listen to our Cut 20 WTHR. The transcript uh, from the police interview was first obtained by a podcast called The Murder Sheet from a public court record that's now sealed. Klein gave the interview in August of 2020 after his arrest on child pornography and exploitation charges. The interview confirms the, the, the fake social media profile Anthony Schatz communicated with Libby German just before her disappearance. And in the police interview, Klein tells investigators, I literally have no clue how that girl died. I don't know anything, anything to do with it. Yeah, that is a weird coincidence that I happened to talk to her like I get that. After the bodies of Libby and Abby were found on February 14, 2017, investigators say the Anthony Schatz profile told someone that he was supposed to meet up with Libby, but she didn't show up. Why the hell are you meeting up with a 13 or 14-year-old little girl? Anya Kane joining me, a senior reporter, business insider, and co-creator, Murder Sheet. What do you make of Keegan Klein? We already know he had created this big fake social media post to make him look like kind of like a young mm, Justin Bieber kind of ish, uh, which he looks nothing like in real life. And what is he doing trolling for 13 and 14 year old little girls? Uh, that's a great question. I mean, what police are saying, what they're accusing him of is basically pretending to be this hot, rich guy who has a lot of money and cool cars in order to form romantic attachments with underage girls online and basically trick them into sending him uh, inappropriate nude pictures of themselves. Like it's a really disgusting, heinous operation that he's been linked to uh, with this Anthony Schatz profile. And so what's really interesting about him as per the Delphi case is we know that Anthony Schatz, the profile, was in communication with Liberty German right before her murder. When you say right before, what do you mean by right before? The day before, the week before, the hour before? As far as we know from the police interview, the, the evening before, at the very least, they were in communication. And was he trying to meet her? What we know from the police in that interview is they say uh, Libby was uh, apparently enthralled by this profile and that she wanted to meet up with him. She was being potentially catfished by this person who, of course, looked nothing and was nothing like what he portrayed online. Um, I'm very curious, Cheryl McCollum. You've got Ron Logan, who made up an alibi 
before the time of the murders, before the bodies were found. Now you've got Keegan Klein, mm-hmm. a real POS, technical legal term. How do you compare the two, Cheryl? Well, I mean, you've got to look at Logan right out the gate. They were found on his property. And then you find out he kind of looks like the picture on the bridge. Yep. And then law enforcement can't rule his voice out. And then you've got the fact that he not only lies about an alibi, he puts it out there before the bodies are even found. And this is the most crucial to me. His cell phone pinged outside on the 13th going toward the bridge. You cannot ignore that. You cannot ignore it. Exactly. Well, then you've got, you know, Keegan Klein, who's looking at 30 charges of child porn, who actually had communication with one of the victims. There ain't no way in hell to ignore him. I'd be all about him until he could clear that up for me, which I don't think he can do. Because remember when police showed up, he said, and I quote, I'm and I agree with him. I think he is. And I think he should go away. For the rest of time, because you're talking about somebody that in broad daylight with people all around on a rickety, extremely high bridge um, that in a public park takes on two victims. This is a person that assumed a ton of risk. Of course, they're going to have blood on them. Not only that, they have an article of clothing from that victim that I can only assume based on my training and experience. Is there underwear? Underwear underwear of course all day but that's what you're talking about you're talking about one person that could simply just walk right by their house put their clothes in the washing machine get in the shower get the blood off of them you're talking about another person that could walk from the crime scene to that cemetery get in his own car drive away nobody's looking for either one of them Big thank you to our partner in making today's program possible is Grand Canyon University. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes we're endowed with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. Offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides you a path to help fulfill your dreams. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. 
Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. To you, uh, Kevin Greenlee, Keegan Klein versus Ron Logan. What do you think? Well, that's a tough question because Keegan Klein, we know, was, as we've said, he was communicating with Abby. And pardon me, he was communicating with Libby. And we know he had an unnatural interest in young girls of that age. So we know he had that interest. But on the other hand, Ron Logan is there. And Ron Logan is lying about his alibi on the day up. And Ron Logan certainly looks more about the like the picture of Bridge Guy than Kagan Klein does. Absolutely. Guys, take a listen to our cut 22, our friends at WTHR. It was shocking to me. That's how Mike Patty describes learning that someone using the social media profile Anthony underscore shots had been talking online with his granddaughter Libby before her death and that whoever was using that profile the day Libby and Abby Williams were murdered had plans to meet Libby on a trail near Delphi that same day and ended up being one of the last people to talk with the teen before she and Abby were killed. I've been led along by the police this entire time that there wasn't any information there. Obviously, that was a piece of information they were holding tight to their vest. But those details came out last month when a pair of local podcasters found a transcript online of an interview police did with this man, Kegan Klein, in August 2020, shortly after they arrested him on child exploitation charges. That 194-page document has since been sealed, but in it, investigators questioned Klein about the social media profile they say he admitted to creating six months before Libby and Abby were murdered to meet and get nude photos from underage girls. To meet and get nude photos with underage girls? Did he meet Abby and Libby 
the day they were murdered. And what about this document we're just learning about? If it hadn't been for Murder Sheet Podcast, would it have stayed buried forever? Take a listen to our Cut 13, our friends at WISH. This nine-page request for a search warrant filed March 17th of 2017. Now, that's a little more than a month after Libby German and Abby Williams were found murdered in Delphi. This disturbing document, for the first time, gives us an investigator's description of the crime scene and what the suspect may have taken with him. IT made obtained the request for the search warrant from the Murder Sheet podcast, the same group that first published the interview transcript of Anthony Schott's suspect, Kagan Klein. IT Mate has confirmed the document is authentic. The document, written by an FBI agent, describes what investigators found when they discovered the bodies of Abby Williams and Libby German on February 14th. The agent writes, a large amount of blood was lost by the victims at the crime scene. Because of the nature of the victim's wounds, it is nearly certain the perpetrator of the crime would have gotten blood on his person or clothing. To Anya Kane joining us, co-creator of Murder Sheet Podcast, what do you find to be the most probative evidence that you have uncovered in this FBI document? And what do you believe it means? It's a great question. I would say what I find to be the most compelling here is all the details about the crime scene. So I'm talking about the blood. I'm talking about the brutality of the attack. And I'm talking about uh, the fact that the killer would have left covered in blood and left behind possible fibers, hairs, and whatnot. That, I think, gives us a, a sense of how this crime took place and what these girls went through and the sort of horror that's at the heart of this whole thing. Uh, you know, I think it's, it's easy to forget sometimes for people when they're just kind of like trying to solve the puzzle and what happened, but like to realize how horrific this attack really was and how brutal the killer had to be to do this to a 13 year old and a 14 year old and how cowardly just gives us a sense of what kind of person would do this and just how twisted the mind of this person had to be. To psychologist Dr. Jory Crosin joining us right now. What kind of a person are we looking for? What kind of a person would kidnap two little girls, most likely rape or sodomize them, and then brutally murder them either with blunt force, such as a rock or a softball bat, or an edged instrument such as a knife, which means he came to the scene with the weapon and then take their underwear. What kind of mind is that? There's a couple things that come to my mind right off. And first off, I want to know if there was any semen fluid left as uh, any kind of evidence. That would show like some sort of a completion of a sexual act. The perpetrator may not have been able to perform any kind of a sexual act and then that would come out in the level of violence that could manifest. And that would, to me, would account for the, the, the bleeding out. I don't know what you're saying. Crossing, talk regular talk, please. What are you saying? Oh, okay. That his form of sexual release is to torture and murder as opposed to obtaining an erection and ejaculating? Yeah, the violence and the rage. I would also think that this perpetrator had a prior history. You said couldn't perform. 
What are you saying? Yeah. Talk English to me, man. Okay, he's not able to sexually perform. That rage is released through the violence of either cutting or beating him. I mean, this is a, a 13-year-old little girl that, from, I believe, what you were saying earlier, Kevin Greenlee, joining me from Murder Sheet Podcast, I think they froze. My little girl, and I've told this story before as an example, Lucy and John David and I were walking our dog. He's this big. We got him at the pound. He's was supposed to be a dachshund. I, I don't know what he is. He's a mutt. And he tries to start a fight with every dog we see. He actually started a fight with two Rottweilers. They're huge, big things with, like, teeth. They're t- teeth. Well, I, of course, had him on a leash. And Lucy, my little girl, was walking him. Well, he got away from her. He jerked loose, and he ran and got between the two Rottweilers and was biting at them, barking at them. Well, I ran over. My son ran over. I pushed him back. I don't know why I did this, but I got in there and got the dog out between two Rottweilers. I turned around at Lucy. She was still standing there holding the leash, like shock on her face. She's frozen that's what I'm talking about. I think they froze Kevin Greenley. I think that's absolutely what happened. These are two little girls living in a small town in the heartland of America. They're not used to this sort of horror. And thank God for that, because this is not a part of their lives. And so when they confronted this, I think they were just terrified and didn't know what to do. And that just made it, unfortunately, even easier for this monster to do what he did to them. Nancy, can I tell Psychologically, you? that's freeze and submit syndrome. It's like the fight and flight. But when you're too young or not knowledgeable enough to take fight or flight, you freeze and submit. What, Cheryl? I was just going to say, if you listen to the killer's voice, he is calm. There's no rage. There's no adrenaline. He just simply says, hey, guys, down the hill. He is so autopilot in what he is going to do. There is no monster voice. There is no devil sound. He's just a calm person. He, I believe, controlled them from the jump. I believe he had a weapon that he exposed to them and immediately had them under control. That's why they didn't run in opposite directions. That's why when he's talking, you don't hear any sounds or words or anything from them. He is in complete control, no question about it. Yeah, Nancy, I got to tell you, I, I think this guy showed up prepared. Uh, the The idea yep. that he would he would pull up at the scene and and seek out a weapon of convenience, mm-hmm. like something to bludgeon them with. This guy showed up prepared. Yeah, you're right. I think that I think there may even I think that there may even be restraint involved 100%. in this. I don't know what form it's going to take, but rope or some kind of binding. I think and and torture is part of this as well. I think that, you know, again, out of my bailiwick, but I think that that's part of what, you know, kind of right. blows his hair back here. Guys, if you have any information or think you have information, even if you believe you're not sure, please dial 765-822-3535. Repeat, 765-822-3535. Three, five. Thank you to everyone on our panel today, especially our new friends from Murder Sheet Podcast. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend. Mm-hmm.
Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. 